0: Hello, my brothers and sisters. Thank you for joining us once again for During Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Kitts. Well, let's get into it with a prayer and then we'll get into the message. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us this guidance and the ability and the platform to be able to talk to people and to share your word with them. And Maybe it will bless somebody today. If it does, Lord, bless them hearty. We thank you and we praise you, Lord. Give us this word, give us the Holy Spirit to help us, guide us, and to teach us, and to help us get this message out to the ones that need it. In your blessed holy name we beg, amen. We all love the story of Jesus being born to a young virgin and the struggles to find a place to be born at. In all the stories that we look at in the Bible, we always get a chance to learn more about what we're reading about. Uh, There's more information that comes about, or more we study, the more we learn. This story is important, and we hope to give you a different yet more detailed look at the birth of Jesus. Keep in mind that during this time, this time before the Bible was not in existence, the Word of God was copied by scribes, and they were located in the local synagogues. What did the scribes do? The scribes studied diligently, not only to detect scribal errors, but to also to understand the meaning of the scriptures. While in exiles, the scribes' role expanded. They not only supplied copies of the scriptures to the synagogues, but they also became teachers of the law, and that's important, and taken the place of priests, a class of well-educated Jews who study and explain the law. Scribes and the law, keep that in mind. Occasionally, they refer to as lawyers or rabbis. They were not priests. Joseph and Mary would go to listen to a high priest read the scrolls on the Sabbath day. The priest would explain what he had just read. We know that not every synagogue had all the stories of the Bible that we know at one time. They taught about the scrolls that they had on hand at the time. We believe that they had the right scrolls at the right time to reach Mary and Joseph to give them the information they needed. God has the right message for us at the right time. We know that the Word of God is alive and that it will reveal itself in the right way to us at the right time. Mary had heard about the Savior that He would come through a virgin. No doubt about it. And so did Joseph at one time, but maybe not at the same time. Maybe they heard about it separately. So we find this story of Jesus' birth both in Matthew and in Luke. And we know that the birth takes place in Bethlehem house of bread. Luke 1 verses 26 through 27 state that Mary originally lived in Nazareth at the time of the adjudication before the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. What is jun- a junification so important? It is the 25th of March each year. More importantly, since it, it occurs nine months before the birth of Jesus, the acunitation it marks the actual inception of Jesus Christ. The moment that Jesus was conceived and that the Son of God became the son of a virgin. Bethlehem is a Palestinian town south of Jerusalem on the West Bank. Bethlehem is an important historical city in the West Bank, about 6.2 miles south of Jerusalem. And like I said before, Bethlehem means house of bread in Hebrew. So the angel Gabriel foretells the birth of Jesus. Mary, a young teenager, lived in the village of Nazareth and was engaged to be married to Joseph a Jewish carpenter. One day God sent the angel Gabriel to visit Mary. The angel told Mary that she would conceive a son by the power of the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit one and the same. She would give birth to this child and name him Jesus. Think about this. God named Jesus. God sent the angel to carry out his will but God named Jesus. At first, Mary was afraid and troubled by the angel's words. Being a virgin, Mary questioned the angel, how can this happen? The angel explained that the child would be God's own son and nothing was impossible for God. Humbled and in awe, Mary believed the angel of the Lord and rejoiced in God, her Savior. Surely Mary reflected with wonder on these words of Isaiah in Isaiah 7 and 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign The virgin will be with child, and she will give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. And as we know, Emmanuel means God with us. We know that both Joseph and Mary were following God's plan. Describing Joseph as a righteous man, Matthew recognizes him as a devote to the Mosaic law. He was an upright Jew. Mary's ancestors were the same as Joseph's, so they were in the a descendant of the royal line of King David. It appears, however, that Jacob and Heli were brothers and that Heli was the father of Joseph and Jacob was the father of Mary, making Joseph and Mary first cousins of the same ancestral line. The Bible shows Joseph's bloodline in Matthew and the Bible also shows Mary's bloodline in Luke. One thing that we can get from this story was that God can and will use anyone that will let him. Today, God can use us to do great things if only we accept his will by faith. Mary was young, but when God gave her something to do, she did it. Joseph was older, and though he wasn't sure at first, once the angel spoke to him, then he did his part as well. Just as the angel had said, while Mary was engaged to Joseph, she miraculously became pregnant. When she told Joseph, he most likely felt disgraced. He knew the child was not his own, and Mary's apparently unfaithfulness would be, have to carry to the grave a social stigma. Under the Jewish law, Joseph not only had the right to divorce Mary, but he could also have her put to death by stoning. But Joseph was a good-hearted man. Joseph was also a practicing Jew. Joseph knew the laws, and he followed them. But this time it would be different. Although his initial reaction was to break the engagement and put her away, the appropriate thing for a righteous man to do was to treat Mary with extreme kindness. He did not want to cause her any further shame and decided to act quietly. Then God sent the angel to Joseph in a dream to confirm that Mary's story was true. She was indeed conceived a child by the power of the Holy Spirit. The angel reassured Joseph, telling him to take Mary as his wife, raise the boy as his own, and name him Jesus because he would be the Savior of all people. When Joseph awoke from his dream, he was willing to obey God's command and married Mary in spite of the public humiliation that he would face. Joseph's noble character was one reason that God chose him to be the Messiah's earthly father. Think about it who would be angry that mary was most pregnant it would be those closest to the family who else but those that they went to church with those were the holy and better than the next person sounds like many christians we have today we think about mary and know that she was young according to the priest of the saint mary catholic church they estimate that mary was approximately 14 years old when she got pregnant with jesus Joseph, Mary's husband, was to believed to be around 36 years old. Some people think that she was 13 when she married Joseph, so we really don't know for sure and it don't really matter. Uh, when she was arranged to be married, though, would be around 7 to 9 years old. Please remember that this information is from the research from the St. Mary's Catholic Church, not my own. Jesus had brothers and sisters. Uh, we know that they, the couple had children after Jesus. These would be half-siblings or whole, but no one knows for sure. In the New Testament, James the Just, Jose, Simon, and Jude as the brothers of Jesus. And we see that in different places. Mark and Matthew, John, Acts, and even in 1 Corinthians. By this time, you could think that it showed that not every member of your family would be serving God. If Jesus' own brothers and sisters knew him and seen More than the rest of the world would ever see, yet they chose not to follow him. The African Bible tells the story of a young Jesus about seven years old. He breathed life back into a dead bird. If that was true, then you think about how much more he did that his family and different people would see and know how powerful he was. It has been said that Jesus did more miracles that wouldn't fit in the volume of the book let's talk about the time to register. At the time, Caesar Augustus decreed that a census would be taken. During our studies about the census, we find the following. This was the first registration and was taken while Quarantinous was the governor of Syria. Every person in Rome had to return to his or her hometown to register. As the story is about Joseph and Mary returning back to the homeland to be counted. A census told the detailed story of all the families How many men, how many women, and children. A census could tell the government how many were of fighting age. and That's probably pretty key. A census would also show how many people could be taxed. Still another government thing. Joseph, being in the line of King David, was required to go to Bethlehem to register with Mary, his wife. The city of Bethlehem was a small village, or 6.2, some people say, west of Jerusalem. And this is where Jesus would be born. Bethlehem of the tribe of Judah, also known by a lot of different names that I can't pronounce. It was also known as the city of David, that King David, yes, the one that killed Goliath. To distinguish the city from the other city of Bethlehem near Jerusalem, it was known originally as Bethlehem of Belzulmon. Bethlehem of Galilee, some call it the Bethlehem of the north. It's a very cute farming town, or village, set in a beautiful Galilean countryside. So because of the senses, the inns were overcrowded, the family homes and everything. So Mary, we'll talk about that in a little bit more uh, when we talk about the swaddling clothes. Uh, she will gave birth into a lowly stable or a cave of the flock. And we'll talk about the wrapping of the child in the swaddling clothes or strips of cloth that is placed around him and put in a manger which was the trough that the animals would feed out of or drink out of. Judah was one of the twelve sons of Jacob from whom the nation of Israel descended. The descendants of Judah became the tribes of Judah and Judah was roughly the region that had been given to the tribe of Judah some fourteen hundred years before Jesus was born. In the manger and why that is important what does it mean? When Jesus was born, his mother Mary laid him in a manger Luke 2 and 7. The word manger comes from the Latin word mundicare, which means to eat. A manger or a crib was made out of wood or stone. and is a feeding trough or a food box that holds hay or feed for larger cattle, horses, or donkeys. In this case, it's for a lamb. So it would be a little bit smaller, closer to the ground. Mangers were located where livestock were kept places like stables, corrals, or caves. Farmers were sure to keep the mangers well supplied with fodder and at all times so that animals would never be hungry. The cattle can walk up to a manger at any time and spend long leisure hours chomping away, chewing, and slowly rechewing their cud. When Jesus was born, Mary would not have wanted to lay her infant child on a hard coat stone floor. Instead, she would make do with the material that was available and Hay was soft, and the box was up off the ground. The sides were tall enough to keep her child safely inside. Once laid there, the angel told the shepherd that they would find the newborn Messiah, their Lord, lying in a manger. They went with haste and found the child, just like the angel had said. And we'll talk more about them in a minute. Jesus was not laid in a manger by accident. It was a major spiritual symbol. Animals go to the mangers to physically eat food, but Jesus was lying in the hay. We go to the manger for spiritual. Jesus has an infinite storehouse of nourishment available. We can approach him at any time and never go hungry. Jesus feeds us the word and the sacrament is his gospel. The definition of sacrament, a Christian rite, such as baptism, that is believed to have been ordained by Christ and that is held to be means of divine grace or to be a sign and symbol of spiritual reality. Jesus wants us to devour his words, to chew on it, slowly figure out its meaning, swallow and digest it, and take part of it in every part of our being. Jesus' word is like no other food. It has the power to save our souls. Not only that, the infant in the feeding trough is the bread of life. The true bread come down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. If a person wants to be spiritually fed, it is important to read the scripture and receive the Holy Communion or the Lord's Supper very often. A manger is a momentous sign that Jesus is substance for us. The shepherds feasted first, the first ones to worship and honor him. Now it's our turn. Jesus born on the first Christmas of the food for our soul. Shepherds were the first to worship Jesus. Note this was a spiritual encounter that led to them finding Jesus. That night in the nearby field, the angel of the Lord appeared to these shepherds who were tending their flocks of sheep we'll talk about how special those sheep are in a minute. The radiance of God's glory surrounded an angel as it announced that the Savior of the world had been born in the town of David. There was an interaction between the angels and the shepherd. The reason why they were looking after their sheep at night and what the sheep were going to be used for is a very interesting matter to discuss. All shepherds lived in the open and looked after their sheep. They all knew their sheep by name and the animals knew the voice of the shepherd. The flocks were small approximately 10 to 20 sheep. If the sheep were temple sheep as were the ones around Bethlehem, it makes a whole different story. The shepherds were visited by the lamb born to be slain for the salvation of many. God chose these shepherds to hear this message first. They was honest people. Today we know that pastors are known as shepherds. I love how this all ties in. The angel's message to them was, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. In their time, shepherds were known as people that were honest and straightforward. The men were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And that's Luke 2, 10 and 11. Suddenly, a great crowd of heavenly beings appeared with the angel, began singing praises to God. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace for those who have favor addressed. As the angelic beings departed, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. And see this Christ child. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph and the baby. They found Jesus as a newborn baby in a feeding trough just as the angel had said. The shepherds shared what the angel had said about this new Messiah being born. Then they went their way praising and glorifying God. We have to think about the real shepherds. They were working class people. They didn't care to get dirty and work a hard day's work. We can't verify it but we believe that the shepherds went their way just the way they were. Jesus accepts us the way we are. He welcomes us into the fold, and then he changes us the way that he can use. God can use those that don't care to rub their sleeves and get to doing his will, just like Jesus would Twelve pick 12 disciples who were very common. If we look at it from the world's view, then it doesn't make a lot of sense, but then we look at it from a heavenly view, then it works. Jesus died for everyone, the rich, the poor, the weak, and the strong, He didn't care what skin color we have, only that we believe in Him for eternal life. Here's something I got challenged with in my Bible study group about the swaddling clothes. On the night of the Savior's birth, the shepherds were watching the flock, and the angel appeared to them announcing the child's birth. They revealed, the angel revealed to them, This should be a sign to you that you will see the baby lying in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. These shepherds were special shepherds. They were called Levitical shepherds. They had been chosen and trained to attend to the flock of sheep that were going to be used for sacrificial lambs in the temple. Sacrificial lambs had... Be spotless and without blemish. They required special treatment and observation. According to the laws of the time, the sheep were to be used in the offering. There had to be one year old male sheep that had been outside for at least three hundred and sixty-five days or one year. When they were ready, they were taken to Jerusalem to be sacrificed in the temple on the Sabbath. When the mother Ooh was preparing to give birth, she was taken to a special place or to the only cave designated to give birth to the sacrificial lambs. This cave was kept sterile and clean for the arriving newborn sacrificial lambs. The newborn lamb was immediately wrapped in clean swaddling clothes to protect them and keep them from blemish and danger. Swaddling clothes described in the Bible consist of cloth tied together by bandage-like strips. With this in mind, we understand that after Mary gave birth to Jesus, that they would wrap him in swaddling clothes that were already in the cave or lamb birthing room. When the decoration was made to these Levitical shepherds that watched the sheep of a special field, full sacrificial lambs they apparently knew exactly where the young baby would be there apparent many places i want to take a minute manger, to talk to you about buzzsprout today is a great day to, to start your own podcast to case, whether you're looking for a new market or a channel reward, may i suggest that, that you share clothes. your thoughts and your ideas with the world and it's just so fun to have a talk show